Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Second Dude Podcast. I'm Zane C. Weber and everything you've heard about me is true. I have a really, really good feeling about this. I'm Sebastian. Ah, I'm Alex. And today we're talking about Solo, a Star Wars story. Ugh. Directed by Ron Howard, written by Jonathan Kasdan and Lawrence Kasdan, based on characters by George Lucas, starring Alden Ehrenreich, Junus Sutamu, Woody Harrelson, Amelia Clark, Donald Glover, Fandy Newton, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Paul Bettany, John Favreau, Aaron Kellyman. Okay, new release. Star Wars. Everyone's excited. Yeah. Are they excited? No, they're not because everyone's all like, this is going to suck. I hate it. What were your uh, theatre experiences like? My cinema was pretty full. Was it? When, yeah. when, when did you go? Like what day? Last what night. Like so, literally uh, the 2nd of June. So, wait, so Friday like, night, what time? 6.30. 6.30? Because I went Friday night as well, but I went at 5.30 and I was one of five people. Mm. I went Saturday morning and I was one of two people. Jeez. Well, It's weird. But what cinemas been did out you for go at least, to? I went to an event cinema, which, but... In a smaller shopping center, but it's still a major cinema. Brand. I went to New Farm Cinemas because they have the best audiences. Well, the ones that aren't there. <laughs> yes, that's nice. Well, I went to like a fairly new cinema. Yeah, with pretty cheap tickets. It's worth knowing. To be fair, this movie's been out for about a week now because we yeah. we were originally going to review this last weekend, but, but just because of scheduling, none we're of we- this could be fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of the feeling about this movie, though, isn't it? People are really not, like, rushing to see it as far mm. as like- Well, we'll wait until the end to uh, see whether or not that's how we feel about it. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. But I'm just saying it's just weird because it's a Star Wars film. I just felt like there hasn't been as much hype coming into this film. Well, the last Star Wars film was also a, was super controversial. So yeah. they didn't have the excitement around it. I know. I just thought, like- And the one before that was also controversial, Rogue One. I thought more people liked Rogue One than they should have, but we spoke we spoke about that, so that's fine. You sure did. I, I liked Rogue One. Yeah. So what was next? What do we do? What's the what's we the do production notes? Oh, I got a good one, guys. Mm-hmm. And by a good one, I mean Goody. terrible uh, one. A terrible one. I'll cut out anyway. Did you guys know that Harrison Ford did not reprise his role of Han Solo in this film? Really? Then who did? Um. Uh. Some Adrian. 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 Oh, it's an Adrian. It's some weird name. This is fun. This is a fun game that you're playing with us right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to call him guy that dies from the fault in our stars. Spoiler alert, too late. He's dead. Alden Ehrenreich. Yeah. That guy. Alden. It's a fake name, I assume. <laughs> hmm. Although it could be just real enough that he didn't change it for. Speaking of Alden Ehrenreich, the casting process for Young Solo was super long and arduous, like, 
yeah, I think it was the longest except for what's that stupid bondage movie, Fifty Shades? Oh, for yeah. the for the guy in that. For the guy in that that was that was longer and harder to do than this one. But mm. there are a lot of names that were suggested. Such like as rather big names. Well, I want you to see if you can guess some. Um guys, he's Jack not from the movie. I said he's from, I'm sorry. He's not the kid that died in that movie. This oh, is embarrassing. Does that mean that oh, you are like just spouting false information? I, I'm just giving spoilers for Fake movies news. for no reason. <laughs> Sorry. Jack Black. No, Jack Black surprisingly <laughs> was not considered for young solo. Um, Shia LaBeouf. Are we excluding Chris Pratt? Shia LaBeouf, no. Were we excluding Chris Pratt? Toby Maguire. Yes. Think younger than Chris Pratt. Toby Maguire? Tom Holland. Toby Maguire, no. No, Tom Holland. No, that's probably a bit, bit too young. But you're on the right track there. So wait, um, can I get can I Jake uh, Gyllenhaal? Think around <laughs> Dave Franco age. What about Dave, Dave Franco's Franco. brother, James Franco? Was that the older one or the younger one? <laughs> I feel like you're just terrible. Will Ferrell. No, so Jimmy Miles Fallon. Teller was Dave Franco, Ansel Elgort, uh, Taron Egerton. Ansel Elgort may have been the one that died in that movie, actually. Maybe. I think he's maybe the one he was. <laughs> You're just saying people's names that probably act. I don't know. Taron Egerton was in uh, Kingsman. He was the guy in Kingsman. Miles Teller was in Whiplash. Okay, it is These Ansel. are all things that we've reviewed. Ansel so. Elgort. Yeah, it's him. Do we review Whiplash? No, we haven't done that one yet. Yeah. Have you seen Have it? we not? No. Yeah. Have you seen it? Because you promised me, if we haven't reviewed it, you'd <laughs> promise me that you would watch it. I have downloaded it. Illegally. <laughs> Just to clarify, everyone, I'm yep. a pirate because I'm Australian. Yep. <clears throat> and I don't have money. Sue me. <laughs> That's exactly what they do. <laughs> um, uh, Scott Eastwood was probably the no, oldest No, he's just as old as half the actors I said. Yeah, and that's why he didn't get it. Good. And Logan Lerman, who is like uh, the, what is that? Half he played God. Blue in Jurassic World. That's a joke. That was a Velociraptor. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, is good. Okay. Um, well, I, I'm getting the feeling that we're bored with production notes. So no, let's, let's I've move got on. a production. Oh, note. please. Thank you very much. Um, oh wait, no. Before you say anything, just let me interrupt you. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'm done now. All right. Um, oh, but what if I did it again right now? So I'm going to cut you off there because I have some important news, Alex. Harrelson. Hold up. I'm not done. <laughs> Harrison was chosen over Christian Bale. You know it's true. I mean? Good choice. Yeah. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Not Harrison Ford. No. Yep. I didn't say. I think that's Harrison. a good choice. Yeah. I think I'd, Woody yeah, Harrelson I mean, is is much closer to a, a Han, Solo, Han Solo archetype yeah. than Christian Bale has ever been in any movie. Maha- Ma- what's his name? Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Is that guy? Yeah. Yeah, what about him? He would. I've. He could have done it. I would have walked. I would not have seen that. Okay, I was already not very fast with this movie going in. That enough. would have been like putting Johnny Depp in the lead. I'm like, I'm done. Also, I have another one of those. Well, it's kind of like a Seb fact. We fuck off. Yeah, it's fine. R2D2 and C3PO. This is the first movie that they were not in. First Star Wars movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah they so weren't on screen, theory. but they were in my heart. Does that count? No. Oh, well, then I guess they weren't <laughs> there. <laughs> what, they just weren't there. Do we do tweet I, next? I was half expecting on that mining planet. That like C three PO would just be there. in there. And, They're like, in the murder cage on the on the other planet with um <laughs> Lando. <laughs> I don't think they can be there because I think canonically they are in 
a very specific place yeah, in the true. universe yep. that isn't where Han Solo is. Yeah, fair. But do you remember the name of the droid? L337. L337. Leet. Yep. Listen, can we talk about the production of this movie? <laughs> you what, guys are aware what's, of what's Leet? Leet. I know, I know Leet is like computer lingo. For Elite, it's. Yeah. Lead speak is basically re- replacing Le- letters with numbers, numbers so yeah. that it's it's harder to read. And it was a, a meme from like 20 years ago now, I want to say, like 98, early 2000s. So this is probably a remnant from the original directors. So it was originally done, the guys that did 21 Drump Street and the Lego movie. I've just completely forgot the name because that's what I do on the show. Unless anyone can jump in. The Lego movie. The name of the act, the um, directors, the two of them. Anyway, um, the two directors from that had the role. They thought they were brought in to make a comedy film for them. And they started adding a, like, a lot of ad libs from the actors and stuff and getting them to do certain takes. And Disney was like, oh, hey, your movie's really funny. And they're like, yeah, we're comedy directors. And like, yeah, we just wanted it to be a little bit like, of a, like you know, a bit more punchy. We didn't expect you to like rewrite. We need you to actually film this exact script. And they're like, cool, yep, we'll film the scripts. They were doing that, but they were also they were sort of they were doing like minimal filming of everything written. So instead of filming like, you know, from 10 different angles, they'd film like two different angles of what the script said and then their own stuff. And they were doing multiple angles of that. So when it came to editing, it was easier to edit in their jokes rather than the proper tone yeah. of the movie. So jokes. Did, I mean, good or bad instinct, I don't want to talk, I don't, I don't want to say because we didn't <laughs> see it. There are a lot of instances of actors only doing a good job on the takes and, and mannerisms that they want to end up in the movie yep. to foil an, a director. This is doing poor takes, doing the, what the director wants and good takes, doing what they want. And like this is just, an, I guess, another iteration of that, whether the directors are doing what good takes on what they want to do and poor takes mm. on oh. what the studio wants to Lord do. and Miller, the name of the directors, uh, Lord and Miller. Anyway, so... They had a bit of a dispute. Disney dropped them off the project. Um, I think another director may have come in, which also didn't work out. So they were dropped off the project. And then finally Ron Howard came in and had to reshoot 70% of the film, which by the way, this film That's cost the most. Number. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he, he said up be, to be up to 80% yeah. reshoots. And this film is the most expensive Star Wars film to date purely because of, I guess, the reshoots. Because on screen, compared to some movies, it's not, not a bad-looking movie, but it's not as much as certain other ones. Mm. But it just ended up costing more. So, I mean, we'll talk about it when we get into the actual quality of the film, but a oh, bit of a spoiler. I'm going to say it was a lot better than I thought it would be, given that it was mostly reshoots. And they didn't change the date either. Like, mm. this film, they attempted to get it pushed back till December because Star Wars has been coming out in December lately. But did Disney you wanted says this? no. Well, this the thing. They... Originally, Force Awakens was meant to come out in May, and Abrams like, "I actually, it's not ready. Can I push it back to December?" Yeah, and like, sure, that's fine. Came close to December. It's like it's still not ready. I know you wanted the May release. Can we just push it back to the next May? And Disney was like, "Absolutely not. It's coming out this December." So Force Awakens came out. Rogue One, same thing, got pushed back to Christmas. Then came out the whatever the last one was, Last Jedi, and it came out at Christmas because of issues again. And then this one came here, but now the other one's being pushed back. So it's they, they're trying to go for this like a May slot. They keep like, kind of messing it up because there keeps being a lot of um weird issues in production, mm. which is really strange because we're going like from Marvel with Disney, which is such a well-oiled machine with how things are coming out. 
Not yeah. just I'm not speaking about quality, but just the consistency of everything, like tone and also just their releases. And you jump into the Star Wars side of the same company and it just feels like an absolute clusterfuck. Like this is not the only film that's had its director dropped. Uh, Josh Trank was meant to be on the Boba Fett film. He got dropped after the Fantastic Four movie, after he had like issues with Fox on that. Um, J.J. Abrams is now being brought back to do Star Wars Episode Nine because everyone hates Ryan Johnson for doing The Last Jedi. Like films are just being chopped and changed on production side of it so much. It's just really strange seeing that because I think the only time we had that in Marvel was with Edgar Wright being dropped off um, Ant-Man and I guess Joss Whedon not returning for Avengers 3, but I think he was he was planned to, but he wasn't even there when it came to like starting production there. It's just, I just, I just find it really unusual that the same studio is just polar yeah. opposites of itself when it comes to these franchises. Well, it's, it's not the same studio. It's a distribution. Yes, yeah. Studios are different, and then the way and the way that they they work from the top down is entirely different as well. And it's crazy evident, though, isn't it? But that's what I'm saying. Like all in all, this film should have been an absolute train wreck. And we'll talk about the quality when we get into the actual review. But quick teaser wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Wow! Like I thought, Rogue, way to spoil it. Like Rogue One Gosh. for me was as bad as I thought this movie was going to be. Like because Rogue One was all over the place, but this. But we'll talk about it. Each to their own, I guess. Well, I'm not saying it's a bad film, just saying it was Too inconsistent. Late. You already said it. Well, it was a bad Alex film. Alex has held it against you. There's going to be a fight. I'm holding the Rogue One thing <laughs> yeah. against you. Um, did you guys- babies. Or Seb can finish what he was going to say. No, that's fine. We'll move on. Okay. Sure. Movie babies, anyone else? Or do you want me to keep rambling? On oh, movie babies, it is. Please do, ramble. Do you ramble? Well, I had a less funny Guardians of the Galaxy mixed with the 2009 Star Trek with um, Chris Pine. So, yeah, I can, I can see yeah. that. I went okay. for the Star Trek thing for like the, the way the space battles kind of happened. There's that scene with a huge monster when they get to the Kessel Run and everything. And the idea of like this, you know, I'm going to be a pilot. I'm the captain sort of thing happening between him and Lando as well. There's a couple of little yeah. elements there, but it felt kind of close, but also giving us weird origin bits for this is how Kirk got his blah. And this is how Han Solo got his blah. Like, yeah. yeah. Also, Fair just enough. aesthetically, I thought they kind of looked similar. Like their space stuff has always been really separated, but this felt like it looked like a Star Trek movie to me rather than a Star Wars movie when it came to the space stuff, which is Fair not a complaint. Some, some of it, it was a lot cleaner yeah. than Star Wars usually is. But I don't, I didn't, I don't really draw a distinction between them. It did definitely didn't have like the aerodynamicness of all Star Trek stuff. Oh yeah, all the Star, all like the Federation ships look yeah. so yeah streamlined. Whereas everything in Star Wars looks like you banged it together with a mallet. Well, kind of it do. only has yeah. to go through space, you know. Um, for me, it it is Dune uh, mixed with Ocean's Eleven. So like the Spice uh, Planet. Yeah, I had Ocean's Eleven, and I also had the Italian Job, like the newer one, not the old school. The one. Jason Statham one. And I Why also, the Italian job? The Italian job. Just because of the, um, you get, well, you kind of get the the little bit of the setup at the start and then it's the the whole like pulling off the heist. Also, there's racing in get, Italian job and there isn't in Ocean's Eleven. There's a lot of like outrunning people in this movie. No, see, yeah, yeah. see I, I picked Ocean's Eleven because of the whole playing one party off against another. Ex- exactly. At the very end. Yeah. Um, Rather than like the actual, because it wasn't really about a heist. There was no real planning. Just kind of, we've got to get into this building and somehow get out again. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a D and D heist. Yeah. We planned halfway and just like it, improvise the rest. <laughs> it, yeah, but I also had Rogue One because it was like that sort of mm. that era of space time. Yep. 
whatever. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. Sweet nopsis. Yeah. Oh, I got a really good one. And that, I mean, it's not that great, but I laughed. Uh, Donald Glover totally fucks a robot. Also, Han Solo's here too. Uh, mine is, don't worry, guys. They actually didn't have sex. Hashtag <laughs> She's, droid sexual. She said it works. Yeah. When asked how She work. has sex with people, but she, she specifically said we would never do it. Oh, I think they do. <laughs> how would that work? It works. She just says it works, man. Mine is heist, 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 plot twist, heist. Hashtag equal rights. Hashtag the more the better. Uh, that's a funny one. I, I appreciate that. Yep. Good. Uh. Right, the film. You guys start with the good or the bad? The good. No, the bad. The bad? Yes. Um, it was kind of dark for like the first half of the film. Like I was like mm. visually hard to see certain bits. I think it works because the story did literally come from Han being in captivity to him being free. So in an yeah. artistic sense, it kind of flowed like that, but it was, I felt like they just tried to work with what they had and they couldn't redo certain things. They'd reshot so much. Yeah. So it felt noticeable at the beginning of the film. Probably. But not towards the end. I'll say the end was starkly um, different to me, but the beginning was just a little bit too um, hard to see. Yeah, that's fair. Um um, there was actually there wasn't a lot that I disliked about this. It was probably that my least favorite thing was Darth Maul showing up. Really, only because of the way he looked and talked. I don't care that he was there, mm. but it was just, I the CGI just it looked unfinished to me. He, you know, he did look a bit dodgy, but. Also, they made such a thing about his lightsaber and his legs. I'm like, what? just so you know who he is, right? It's like, uh, that- oh yeah, because how many red and black faced with horns around the crown of their heads characters have we seen? It's been at least one and only one yeah. in the entire series. So yeah. he was voice acted by the guy that did his the character in the Rebels like three animated Star Wars thing. Because yeah. originally in Phantom Menace, he was. Physically by Ray Parker, the guy who played Toad in X-Men, but he was voiced by, you guys obviously seen Shaun of the Dead, you know, their um, housemate? Yeah. Yeah, him. He was the, like that one line from The Phantom Menace. So yeah. they've gone for the different voice actor and apparently Ray Park reprised, but it looked very CGI. Like like there was no one yeah. there. So but maybe he'll be in whatever next film if they get one. They will be. I'm curious box office wise because- I believe it's already in production. I was going to say, because they, they are doing Boba Fett and they are doing a uh, Obi-Wan movie. I'm curious if he'll be continued on in one of their films as like a background sort of yeah, looming threat or whether Boba they're going to wait for Han Solo too. Maybe. I mean, and that scene the and the cameo really kind of encapsulated a lot of what annoyed me about this film is making such a big deal out of like, ooh, look at how we're tying into the universe. Ooh, look at how Han got his name solo. Ooh, this is where his blaster came. I'm like, come on, you guys. Yeah, that's the downside to Stop all these prequels. Spoon feeding me. Yeah. What do we have? Like the I Hobbit mean, was pretty much it's just breaking down how did we get everything we got in the originals? Um X-Men Origins Wolverine did the same thing. Like it's the it's a prequel thing. And I do hate it as well. But it is literally like I mean, I th- I it's just a trip I idea, did I, I thought it was a fun way like that that wasn't his blaster he was given that blaster it wasn't his last name he was given that last name like it 
It but, was, oh, but I'm talking about like the swelling music that comes up when he just before he says the word solo, and I'm like, oh, I'm bored. Well, um, but also, like, maybe there not are there are everyone things that is that. Maybe they're not, yeah. but this is my experience. And like they will, they'll put something on the screen and you're like, oh, that's cool. That's a good nod. Mm. And then they go and point it out. And then they point it out a second time. And I'm like, okay, mm. thank you very much for that. I was kind of, I, like we said, the issue with these things is they give you, like they have to tell you every little step of the way how the character became the character that you see them as. Huh. I'm a little bit confused as to why they did everything well pretty much everything for the for his character when obviously they want a sequel like this, this is coming across like it's going to have a sequel the story is very open-ended by the time the film finishes yeah but like we have han getting his blaster we have him meeting chewy we have him doing the kessel run um we have him setting himself up to go meet jabba so we know how you know we know what happens there and even at the very end of the film we have him winning the millennium falcon like everything that we know about him from the original trilogy happens in this film yet they still want to continue this prequel idea with well, him into what's another the jump film for Jabba. I'm saying that, that that's the only thing they can fill in next but all we know is he fucks it up anyway. Yeah. But, but like but they give him everything like there's no like couldn't hold off on the Falcon is, is the one? big job for Jabba the one that he fucks up on or does he does he get a good one for Jabba and then he keeps going and, that, that's and true. then he fucks up. That's true like, but uh, they didn't have to say give him the Falcon at the end of this film they could have left that for another film but they had to have him this is the complete Han Solo set at the end of the movie even though we have a huge hook for a sequel it was like leave some of it for that thing. Well there's also the Kira thing. Like, I liked her. I did too. Um, you mean Black Widow light? Yes. Yeah. Or Black Widow dark because she's kind of evil. I don't know. It's vague. Gray Black Widow. She's just a survivor, you know. She's doing what she has to do. Yeah. True. <laughs> um, okay. Other bad parts about this film. I am... Um, while it was the, cool- <laughs> sorry, the uh, the cockroach monster thing at the start. They've been doing this a lot. I was, my bad thing was going to be the giant space monster when they were trying to get through well, the castle um, run. Yeah, that- it's the new Star Wars movies. They've all got these gigantic, weird creatures that were never really. Oh, I guess in the originals they did have like the the worms inside the um the asteroid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was it. Yeah. But yeah. these all these but films have had like weird a monsters. Lot harder to do. Back then than but, it is now. I mean, and it never but felt also like- part of the extended EU is that there are these giant beasts and, and aliens that are out there. Yeah. I but- mean, I also did not like the giant space monster because it was, I think it was really lazy design and just kind of like, you've already got this gravity well and whatever, like you don't need Why to Why add- not have a giant nod to the flying spaghetti monster? Like, like yeah, a, why not just a have a one? giant spaghetti monster with meatballs? Yeah, actually, this bring up the like, scene reminds me. I really hated that moment where um, he injects the the, um, the substance into the engine to boost the engine away from like oh. the gravity well, and the engine turns off and they kind of float back and then it hits. Like, okay, we all know they're going to live. That's fine. Yeah. I can put the meta knowledge aside. But that scene was building up really intensely. Like, it was actually quite well done for it's a very generic concept, but it was really well done. Yeah. But then doing that extra bit really just sucked all the air out of the room for me. It made that it made a really cool moment really lame, and it, it wasn't funny either. So it was like, well, you've just ruined what could have been an actual badass moment for it, a joke that didn't land. It did make me think that maybe 
they got sucked into the the gravity well, which spat them out near where they needed to be. Because well, I don't, we don't yeah. know how gravity wells work. They're not physically possible by the sounds of it. Is it just a black hole? I have no idea. Look, well, I don't think they know. Yeah, I, no idea, so. I don't think they know what it is. Um, like I, that, that's that's what I thought when the engine cut out, and then when it went back up, I was like, oh, well, that, that's better. Yeah. Like, cool scene you know. though. I mean, apart from that, and even like I said, the monster. You agree, Zane? It was unnecessary. Yeah. You already had one threat there. You didn't need to. This thing didn't even like as it was being sucked in. It didn't even like do the thing where its tentacle grabs them to like increase the risk. The second he gets it out of the way. The real threat just the gravity well. This thing is just there to show you what it does. But you know what? We know what it does. We can see it sucking them in. Like and it's- also, mm. somehow, somehow this monster, while staying in place, so kind of propelling itself through space um, forward, has all of its skin ripped off and it's just a skeleton flying through space until the skeleton falls back. I'm like, that's not how, that's not how it works. No, you're right. Magic. I did like its <laughs> space it magic. magic. I will say I did like its face getting pulled off, though. I, that was a surprising yeah, effect for a Star Wars film. Legitimately, did not realize that was happening. I was more focused on other things at that point. Apparently, <laughs> you know what? This right shit. Them injecting this thing into their sh- the ship reminded me of the fucking red matter from Star Trek 2009. Ah, uh, yeah. Except, I guess it didn't make a black hole, but just the weird the scene of injecting this tiny thing into their ship to do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Any any other negatives? Uh, apparently, refrigeration doesn't exist. Yeah, in the Star Wars universe. Well, not on that ship, anyway. <laughs> While I was watching, you know wouldn't how- it be stored in like refrigerated containers? Well, yep. that would also be smart. how else? Yeah how do, how do they get? How do the refiners? Get it. That, that, like, that's weird. That, Great question. The mind. That like, safe that he went into also didn't look like it was chilled because there was no like walking in and like you know, breathing the frost comes off. Like yeah. nothing looks cold about that room either. Yep. That room is one of 12. It just explodes daily. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was a little little under-conceived, I think. I'm going to nitpick. So the the material is blue, and then it turns red when it's getting really crazy, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When the, he checks it at the first time and it's blue and he's like, oh, thank God. And, but he's giving the thing like, oh, any minute now. And then he comes back and it's just like bright fucking red. And part of me was like, you know what would have been good? And in between where it's like orange, something, because I went from going like, that shit looks like it's about to explode right now. But they have it on the ship for 20 more minutes. And I'm like, now I feel like the ticking clock's gone because it looks like it can't be any more unstable because you've shown everything. magic. I think. Unrefined stuff is grey, and those colours that we saw are just lights indicating how close it is to exploding. But I'm saying it went bright red, like it went yeah. to the full danger colour. But on the gauge, there, it literally has a line where it's blue or red. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I need only because it went from me being like completely safe to I, I looked at that and the way it, rep- it came to me because it's like, oh, they have to really get out of here really quickly. But it's another twenty minutes before they even land on that pl- the safe planet. So. I just felt like you've made the you've escalated the threat, so it looks like it's completely imminent. But then the film's just going to push on as long as it needs to till we can get there. Whereas I, I'm more of a ticking clock would have been good. Like there's no minute, no point showing me a clock with ten seconds left if it's going to take twenty minutes to get to that end of the ten seconds. Like it's like yeah. I don't know how I feel. Time travel. Like I said, I'm nitpicking. There's no time travel in it though. <laughs> I'm going to do the opposite of nitpicking and speak in very broad generalizations. I'd love to hear it. This movie was just toothless. Like it was just a whole bunch of, it felt to me like uh, Ready Player One. It was like a movie length 
pop culture reference. Mm. It's like, let's nod to this and let's nod to this and like, and let's see the battleships being constructed. Let's <laughs> what well, without ever actually having any stakes whatsoever. Cause we know Han and Chewie survive. We know Lando survives. So really there are two people oh, that could die here. On. That's like watching the first Lord of the Rings movie and going, well, Frodo doesn't die. Because I know he's in the third no, one. No, but no. if you watch The I Hobbit, <laughs> some of the Hob- some of the dwarves do die. So there is also, I mean, I, I, someone who hadn't read Lord of the Rings. I, I'm, I'm I not complaining about that. I think there is definitely a way to have stakes in a movie where you know people are going to survive afterwards. What I'm saying is... Well, you didn't though, know if Kira was going to survive. I didn't know. But at no point did I think she was going to die either. Oh, oh, I did. I had one moment that I thought she was going to die. I thought that... um. Who was the villain again? What was the actor? Um, Paul Bettany? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to get up horror movie villain style. And as like Harm was leaving her the second time in the lift, I thought she was going to get like stabbed through the chest or something. I legitimately I was that, thought that she was going to kill herself and him. Oh, that's a, I didn't read that. That's good. Yeah. I yeah. thought she was going to like swing it up and then like seppuku, like yeah. whatever it's called. Honestly, if they weren't trying to milk another movie out of this movie, yeah, it's possible. I, like they could have gone that and it would have been unbelievable either. But like, I. Nah, for me, like that was that was a stake that that I didn't know if she was going to survive or not. I didn't didn't I didn't know that Woody Harrelson's character was going to die. I didn't know that. I'm I'm not yeah, I'm not like saying there was, there was a bunch of stuff. What what I'm saying is like this movie didn't excite me. I didn't. None of the high stuff was exciting. It was like okay, they need to blow the train, but oh no, she's gonna have to explode it. Like I was never, I was never like into the action i was it was just kind of like mm-hmm. okay all right good yeah it's it's difficult when the main characters are plot wise so protected yeah but if you have good supporting cast someone to care about from that angle it can help but, but like fortunately my greatest supporting cast member was the guy with the four arms who died like two scenes into him and like yeah. come oh okay now everyone else can die it's fine it's but, it's a very meta way of watching the movie, though. Like, oh, it is. If, if you know that the characters are going to survive, you <laughs> don't have the attachment to them. So it's like, let, let's let's ignore that this is a massive franchise. And yeah. just, mm. just take it for what well, it is. Can't do it. To be fair, it like, fun. I can watch a Captain America movie, and I just presume he's probably not going to die at the end of it, and I'll be okay. But I, yeah, you can still have fun. I'm with okay. saying that when you I was watching that, Dan. The Iron Man movies, when you can watch the first one and go, well, he's going to survive. But when I watch The What's Hobbit. What's the point of watching the next two? Like, but the universe survive. doesn't change. When the I watch, story has no impact. Yeah. I mean. The only character I felt safe about watching The Hobbit was Bilbo because I hadn't read the book. So I, I didn't Gandalf. know. Well, yeah, but he was also, he, he pissed off for half the movie. I'm the main cast that I'm sticking with. I didn't know who from the dwarves would and wouldn't survive. I knew some died, but I didn't know how many. So I came in with yeah. like some tangential knowledge. And some of them I got really worried about because I, I liked a few of the characters. Mm. But if I had, but like from, let's say, Bilbo, even though uh, you know main character of the story, you know he's probably got some sort of plot armor on him anyway, regardless of the fact that I knew for 100% certainty he's going to survive because I'd seen the Fellowship of the Ring. But I was at least invested enough in some of the side characters, which mm-hmm. I think is a failing of this film. Like... I was never worried about Woody Harrelson. I was never, I never even cared about his wife, his partner, the girl. I didn't care about the partner. I cared about the guy with the four arms, which that did surprise me that they killed him so quickly. I also thought he was going to die because he was their pilot. I was like, that's Hans. Oh my God, you're going to die. And same with the the, the robot as well. I figured she had to go too because I'm like, no, she's too good of a pilot. His whole thing is, I'm I'm going to be the best pilot ever. But it's fine. I mean, 
she gets put into the computer anyway. Yeah. So My, which kind of makes what Han did to Lando a dick move, like a super dick move. Mm. 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 I guess the not real only issues, taking a ship, but, but also taking Lando know. cheated the first game that they played. So yeah. like, he yeah, should have. Then, it shouldn't have been his. That was ship before to put the Millennium the- Falcon was also his love interest. <laughs> I guess the issue is if I know where the story is going <laughs> to yeah. go, the real question just becomes: Can I enjoy the ride they give me to get there? Like, I know Han, I know Han, Chewie, yeah, and exactly. Lando are fine. Is the movie fun regardless of the, the those stakes being removed? And then on that well, note, that's that's half of my point. Yeah. The other half is that it didn't tell me anything new about the universe. Yes, you learned that Woody Harrelson was Han Solo's, I guess, mentor for kind the, of, yeah. the three days that they knew each other. Um, it's like never trust anyone, and and you learned that Han was always the like good guy playing at being the bad guy. But nothing in the universe, and when they try to do the, are like this is the spark that's going to ignite the rebellion. I'm like, are you saying that Han Solo is solely responsible for funding the rebellion? It depends what movie you're watching, because every movie so far has had someone be like the one spark, but they haven't tied them together, so everyone's a snowflake. Yeah, right. So, and that's Mm. the thing. Like, that's it. Even Kira, Kira, I really liked as a character, but. What she is and what she does, I don't see how that affects apart from being involved with Darth Maul now and that's, it's just kind of like it, the only thing that it changes is like hinting towards, oh, well, to find out what we did in this movie, you're going to have to watch the next movie. And I'm like, this yeah. is what this is what I hated about Infinity War and this is this is a real problem that I had with this movie. Can I mention something good on that note? Yes. I thought that this Han Solo had much better chemistry with Kira than Harrison Ford had with Leia. Um, Leia. Yes. Like, not that I'm not going to just credit the other the past performances, but these guys actually, I was like, oh, this is actually a nice couple. Like, I mean, I, obviously we knew there's something going on in the background, the whole subplot with her, like their brand and everything on her arm. But yeah. I just, I felt more like this is actually a really good couple that I enjoy what's, seeing together. Whereas what's in, the crime syndicate thing again? What, the, the Crimson, Crimson Moor. More no, Crimson Dawn. Dawn, yeah. Crimson Dawn. Oh, I got more from him. Yeah. Ugh. So, I liked yeah. them on screen together. I thought that was good. But sorry, before we move to good, does everyone have any negatives they want to harp on, or do we just that cockroach monster at the start? Once again, weird choice. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe I'm gonna go with it's the monster from the garbage compactor. <laughs> well, <laughs> you <not>? know. <laughs> It, it could be. You do. I don't know what the rest of it looks like. Yeah. Okay. On it that note, just, yeah. I liked the scene where he pulled out a rock and pretended it was a thermal detonator. Yeah. That, was, that was a really fun <laughs> gag for me. Click. At first, <laughs> I was like, oh, that was a dodgy sound. There's something wrong with the sound in this movie. And it's like, that's just, could, that's just yeah. a stone. You made you a just you know, it with your mouth. Stone, but yeah. I was like, oh, okay. It was meant to sound like shit. Okay, yeah. good. So I appreciate it. Just from my. Yeah. yeah I mean, of, like, there, there yeah. were good nods like that, but I don't know. I. I I think I enjoyed it for most of the reasons Zane didn't <laughs> like like what? Do like go on. How yeah, well you you said you you didn't think it had stakes. I did think it had stakes. But um, enjoying what what were the stakes that you enjoyed? That it was the it was the story. You you didn't know you didn't really know if um they were going to survive. Obviously you do know, but it's the the fun of the ride. Like 
you don't go to a theme park and go on a roller coaster because you know it's going to end. It's the thrill of going on the ride that you mm. go I on don't the go ride. On roller coasters, so but <laughs> that's why people go on roller coasters. Yep. You know, it was it was a fun story. Sure, it gave you every single bit oh, of I'm, Han's I'm, backstory. Not that it's a fun story. It was a fun story, and I thought they told it aptly. I and I enjoyed the way they they told it. Yeah, it yeah was, I agree. I want to give props to the Ron Howard, the director that came in and kind of like yeah. fixed this because this, I'm not going to say this film broke any new ground, but it also, it was pretty tonally consistent and considering every hand that had touched it, good job. So like, okay, yeah. I know you liked Rogue One. I thought it was a bit of a mess, but we've spoken about that. That's fine. But this film should have been worse than that. It should have been so broken apart, should have but been. it was- I will really good credit. Also, I will admit Rogue One was a bit of a mess, but I just like the Star Wars stories. So for me, the ride was it was fun. Yeah. So Alex, can I illuminate to you why I think Rogue One is a better movie than Solo? You can try. In Rogue One, you know that the plans are getting out, but the stakes are what are they going to have to sacrifice to do it? Everything. Yeah, and in Solo, what do they have to sacrifice is literally just shooting shooting Harrelson before he shot Solo. Love? Let that's them. not, that is not off the table. I'm sorry. Just because she went away does not mean that that's not on the table. I guarantee um, you I mean, if there's like, another movie with her in it, they're going to play that up again. Oh, of course they will. But we yeah. all mean, we, we also know where that's going to go. That he'll get the girl and she'll die, maybe. Well, he won't get the girl. Maybe. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's it's- that that's his choice that he he kills her or Maul. Who knows? Yeah, no, I'm, like I'm, it's- that's what I'm saying. Like the the stakes were what is going to be sacrificed to have this thing that we know is going to happen. This is a fixed point in the universe mm. that we know happens, and they told us all the story leading up to that. They built the pyramid up to that point yes. in Solo. I really just felt that they were just kind of meandering along to the end of the movie. It was a very different story, though. I agree, but it didn't have to be. Like, I think you could use this movie to tell us a lot more about the universe rather than... Conceptually, Rogue One, better story. Like, the idea, also not coming in. Probably, We don't know any of these characters. So we actually... we. We can make assumptions, oh, they're probably all going to die, but we actually don't know for sure. Maybe some will survive, maybe some won't. We don't know. In execution, though, I think Han Solo Solo was a better movie, whereas yeah, Rogue One had a better idea. Just I just think it padded out into a better film. I think Rogue, uh, I think uh, Solo had a lot of great performances. Definitely, um, all, all the main characters uh, were Donald Glover. Yeah, I think were flawless. Woody Harrelson. Woody, yeah, um, he was good. And, and Solo was great, and Amelia Clark was great. I actually appreciated um, that he wasn't. Okay, so. Uh, Donald Glover was impersonating um, Lando in this yeah. film. Well, you know, the actor. Whereas I actually liked the guy playing Solo wasn't doing like Woody um, Harrison Ford accents or impersonations. He was just kind of doing his own thing. And it was yeah. good. It was different. But honestly, it was I definitely care. got towards an impersonation at the end. You're right. It was, yeah. It was very, it, uh, for me, I thought it was very Han, but not Harrison Ford Han. Yeah. It was still it was that character, the arrogance and the the back chatting and all that, but not Harrison Ford doing I always find Harrison was, Ford's more snarky, whereas I didn't find which is not a diss, but I, I thought I thought this performance yeah. wasn't as 
it was oh, how do I think? it was more like happy go lucky rather than being a being a bit of a dick about everything when you'd say it. Like everything came from a really good place. Like when he's complaining to the generals at the beginning of the film when he's a stormtrooper, he's like, but we are we're invading them. This is their home planet, sort of thing. Where I feel like the Harrison Ford Han Solo would have been more aggressive about that, whereas this character was sort of like a well, the, here behind is, the curtain, you can see what we're doing, sort of thing. This is like um, the building of that character, yeah. though. No, I, which, I agree. This is a yeah. good thing. This is I like yeah. this. Yeah, 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 good, good. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Donald Glover was good. I think he did a pretty good Billy D. Williams. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, like I said I agree with Zane. No issues with the casting at all. Uh, mm, even um, what's his name, Dryden. Paul Bettany. Yeah, yeah. I mean, very two-dimensional villain. But right. good. I like the little effect with his face, like the, the scars kind of glowing when he got angry. It was a good little, mm. I mean, he's a good actor anyway, but it's a good little tell. Like he's getting a bit more dangerous as time goes on as well, because you can see, you can literally just see the anger radiating out of his face. Yeah. Um, and I, his face. I couldn't, he felt like one of those unstable villains where you don't know if he's going to be talking to someone or instantly just try and slit their throat. Like he's one of the ones like you've just, you're watching for me right, the entire time because he seems unpredictable. Yeah. Because he's just that maddeningly angry. It's like in Goodfellas. Um, what's the name of the main actor? I've forgotten his name because that's my job in this podcast. Just forget the name it's of- Francis. Nope. John. Nope. Tom. Nope. Luigi. That's just racist. Louis. Ray Liotta. Huh? Ray Liotta, the actor. Ah. Uh. Anyway, it's one of those ones like you just don't know what they're going to do next. So it's really threatening when your characters are standing you know, two feet away also, from them. Also, he has the idol from... Uh, Crystal Skull? No. From- he did. He also did, though. <laughs> he had the he, alien statue from Crystal Skull. He had a Crystal Skull. It wasn't the Crystal Skull. It wasn't the alien. I'm pretty sure one. it was. No, the, the Crystal Skull is like an alien. Yeah. This was like this a was human a- one. No, he has the idol from Raiders of the Lost Ark. I did he as well. He had he had a set of Boba Fett armor as well, which, so- I, kept, which I kept thinking was a guard standing in the back of the scene, but it was just <laughs> a set of armor. So I guess now Star Wars is happening in our universe, and somehow that idol gets to Earth. Han Solo and C sorry sorry C three PO and R two D two are on the arm um, on the Ark of the Covenant. So it's just a weird Ugh. cross fuckery thing. Dislike. Mm. Um, like, like, like. I, I, I liked him meeting up with um, how he met Chewbacca and stuff, and I liked that thrown yeah. into things because I, I assumed it was going to be like a Wampa or a Rancor, and it was like, oh, it's Chewie, of course. Like, that's a, a nice way of working it in, but I did find out why they had to go this way. And it was unfortunately, Lucas just said at some stage that Han rescued Chewbacca um, from a storm, an Imperial prison camp. That was what he said, and they were like, well, I guess we have to make that happen somehow. Otherwise, they were going to go from a different angle, but because Lucas said it, it just had to be, because thank you, Lucas. It wasn't during mm. one of the prequels originally going to have Chewbacca raising Solo? Oh, who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Well, he was 190. Was it, 100, was it 90 or 9? I, I couldn't get 190. I couldn't, oh, God, he's even older. I thought he said 109. I, I was think, like, that's I impressive. Think, <laughs> I think Chewbacca was underserved. In this Definitely. one. Yes, it wasn't Peter Mayhew this time around, no, was it? No, no, no. It was, a. Uh, oh, I forget his name. But I, in my research, the guy that did play him um, approached Mayhew saying that, you know, this is for you. Like, okay. him, him playing the role. So, Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Any other major positives? I was really high on this film, but I've just completely forgotten everything about it that I, like, loved. But- um, the, the chase scenes, I, I was excited with the chase scenes like the um at the start 
Um, not necessarily him getting like the the really first scene, but like getting away from the the burrow, whatever the wherever they were. Another scene that reminded me so much of Star Trek. You have like the stormtrooper and the cop on like the speeder bike chasing after yeah. them. The turning the ship sideways to get through the narrow crack. They do that in, in, into darkness. Like there's a lot of similarities here. Not not bad things. No, but I like them. But it's just weird that they've. Taking yeah. a lot from Star Trek. I guess it was Abrams and it's an aesthetic that he's happy with, but like but yeah. Yeah. I just I I enjoyed that that sort of thing. Um I not wasn't really a big fan of the three years later part, but like I mean, you've got a pastime somehow to extend the when story. When was that one? Three years later when that happened again? Um so he enrolls for the um Empire yep. and then yep. it's three years later. Just yeah. immediately. That war scene, I actually really like when he's like in the mud and everything. Yeah, it was like it was dark. It yeah. w- w- weren't really sure what was going on. Like that I, was the kind of stuff I loved from Rogue One. Those kind of like gritty yeah. war, war um, bits. Because but, yeah, you don't get that in the original style. You don't even get that in the prequels. No, because it's all it's CGI, all very fuckery. clean, mm. zap, zap, zap. No like dirt flying everywhere. The, Mud getting flung in your face. I'm like, very excited if they ever do like a yeah, Imperials like a like a straight war movie. Yeah, like just that taking is. of a an enemy facility or defending one, something like that would be so cool. Even, uh, I mean, it's Disney in the yeah. saying that maybe they won't because it's Disney, or maybe they will because there's a Star Wars film every six months. So it'll happen eventually, right? Fingers crossed. So you guys didn't like Darth Maul. Um, I didn't mind not... him showing up. I really hated everything they did with him from that moment though. Yeah. As long as it was like just kind of like report to me and then it's like, okay, literally a cameo. That is something that she has a tie to the Sith. That that ties them together very well. Yep. The end. But then he just turns his lightsaber on for no reason. Just to show he's who he is, right? Spins it one-sixth of a circle and turns it off again. I'm like. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I, I, you, was, the idea of him turning up didn't bother anyone? No, no. Oh, good. No. Okay, because I was worried because I, I really was like, oh, interesting twist. I but, just yeah. didn't like the way he looked and sounded. Like, I'm sure he'll look better in another one, but yeah, it's weird and, that he looked so bad. I know so it was bad. the hologram thing as but he well. he looked bad in it. It was weird. It was almost um, like apocalypse level CGI where like- <laughs> I think it was worse. Yeah? I think it was. Apocalypse looked like a guy in a bad rubber suit, whereas this guy just looked like someone that I animated on Microsoft Paint. I'm just like, here you go, buddy. It's me, Zap. Yeah, yeah, no, I was happy to see him turn up because he was one of the best parts of Phantom Menace. Um, And like the um, Crimson Dawn or whatever it's called, that's like like an actual thing. There's uh, been a in the expanded expanded universe. There's been a bunch of crimson this crimson that. I don't know if Dawn was one of them or they've just made it up for this film. But there's right. been a bunch of crimson something groups. There's a, there's a whole bunch uh, of Star Wars fan theory or yeah. Star Wars theory things on YouTube that I've I've watched and I'm sh- I swear something like that has come up. I think he had the spider legs. Not- yeah, he has spider legs in the cartoon series, and it's weird. The cartoon series, the animated one, is technically canon. It's produced by Disney. Yeah. And Obi-Wan meets him and just like slaughters him. Like they there's this huge build up between them finally coming together because it's like for a whole season. Yeah. And the second they're together, I think he pulls out his lightsaber, Obi-Wan like takes a quick step and cuts him in half again. Like it's really quick because they're trying to show how much more powerful Obi-Wan has gotten. Right. It's like he's the bad guy for the entire season and bam, one shot. So I'm curious because that's produced by them and is said to be canon. Yeah. Are they going to retell that story or what? Because like it's weird. Yeah. Well, 
because he obviously looks different. But I don't, I don't care about the legs. But I'm, they've had him now. Canon die again in the series. Are they going to do it again? Like I'm happy to say, movies are the, the TV shows beholden to the movie. Like yeah. the movie gets priority, but it's just weird that the yeah. same company's like <laughs> both happened. Like no, mate, stop. How did or, both happen? <laughs> or literally, it could be one of Maul's brothers or something. Oh, there's always something. Which like, is yeah. he never said I'm Darth Maul. Exactly. It's me, Darth Maul. Yeah. <laughs> it's right I think, did she refer to him as Darth Maul? Well, the Crimson no. Dawn and everyone was mumbling a little bit. Like, did she say Dawn? Did she say Maul when she saw him? I don't even know. She could have called him Dawn. And I and maybe, or maybe she said Maul and we heard, I don't know. Right. Mm. Good. I heard 109, mm. not 190. Like, like this movie was not very crystal clear when it came to the sound to me. So maybe you were just drunk. Or tired. I was probably just staring at his mechanical legs, being like, how many are there? There's only two. Okay, good start, good start. Any other positives or do we move recommendations? I reckon I've covered a lot for me. Zane, anything else? Or do you want to no, move? let's cool. move on to recommendations. Alex, what do you think? I'm going to go watch this again at the movies. Oh, actually? Yes. Oh, sorry. I, I enjoyed it. Um, it gave me a story that I was wanting to keep watching. So, like, yes, I will... Definitely recommend everyone go see this. Okay. Zane? No, I'm leading this one. You go first. <sighs> oh, no. Now you have to break. make a decision. Yeah, no. um, I I did enjoy this film. I'm Honestly, I'm not sure for me, because I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, how much rewatchability it has. But mm. this is easily out of the last four that have come out, as in since the new one. I would put this number two for me. So I go Force Awakens, this one, Last Jedi, and then Rogue One in that order. But- I want to stress, this movie wasn't anything fantastic, but it was solid. It should have been worse. And I did have a good time watching it. So it just teeters over like that middle ground for me where it's good enough to be like, yeah, you can probably enjoy it. But for for like a hardcore Star Wars fan, like that will be listening, I don't know whether you will like this or not because it's it kind of doesn't do anything new, which is half the complaints people have about Force Awakens is it did nothing new. And then there's the, the last year people they're like it did too many new things that were weird so sure. i don't know what the fuck you want neither <laughs> do they but i enjoyed it so yes there you go Zane? i can tell you what i want i would love to hear it i would like more please more about the universe not just nods to existing things this is a fine movie you can go see you can go see it more than once i don't think i'll i'll ever have the urge to watch it again mm. but it, it's a recommend from me like it's totally fine it's just mm. A bit of a nothing movie. That's what I mean. Like Rogue One was also great moments, but it, a couple of times it just lost me. Whereas this film never lost me. I never felt like I mm. fell off the boat. Like I was the whole time. Like, no, this is this is fine. I just want to throw out there. I've I watched Rogue One when we reviewed it. I've watched it one other time since, and like I don't have a dying urge to watch it again. But I will if it comes on. Yeah, like it's like it's not terrible. Great. Yeah. Awesome moments, but exactly. parts of it just lost me. But this movie never did anything so stupid or so amazing that I either fully jumped on board or jumped off. Like yeah. the whole time. I don't know. L337's rebellion speech was a approaching ludicrousness yeah. for me. I, I am tired um, of sassy robots now, now that it's like a constant thing in every movie. Yeah. But- I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried. She kind of won me over towards the end, but I was a bit pissed off. I'm like, oh, fuck off. Here we go again. Because yeah, I like the one in Rogue One. He was good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so he, he it's was... a recommendation. It's yeah. a recommendation for me. It's. I think a lot of the characters were underserved and I think it didn't really, for me, it didn't tell me anything new about about uh, 
the relationship between Lando and Han. And it didn't really tell me anything about Han. I mean, any anything that you could come away from it with could be put down to um, what's going to happen between here and there with his hut mission. I'm not, I'm not excited about a sequel for this one, but it's a perfectly fine movie. And as, as, as Star Wars movies go, it's a little more separated from the Star Wars mythos than everything else has been. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah. I was like, um, nothing to do with the Force at all. Well, no, no Skywalkers, no R two D two, C three PO, and no, and no, yeah, no Force. No, the closest thing we had was more at the end, but I'm not going to complain about 15 seconds of footage. Like that's it. Like it was but he, fine. He didn't I use forgot. The force. He, just he, he grabbed the lightsaber. Yeah, he oh. did. But that's it. Like, like who cares? And, he, and like it's it's so minor that I'm like whatever. Like yeah, there it's, was no like I am one with the force. The force is with me. I am one with the force. The force yeah, there's me. no I'm guy mentoring yeah. you. Well, saying what are you going to what are you going to pitch? I'm going to pick a redo. I'm going to redo it. All righty. Then we all yeah, yeah but he recommended can, it. It's fine. It wasn't perfect. It was like, it was a middle of the road recommend. So I was like, yeah, I can do the better. I'm gonna fix it. I'm gonna fix it, Alex. You watch me. It's not how this normally goes. That's but fine. Okay. I'm, I'm internally working on a new segment to replace this segment <laughs> anyway. So I've lost all emotional attachment to this repitch sequence. Yeah, because I hate it. So I'm, I'm gonna change. It's coming, listeners. It's coming. Um, all right. So remake. Do you have? Any preferences for like? Are you gonna go darker or lighter? So I'm gonna I'm gonna be helpful here because I'm here a good. I'm gonna pitch. go grittier, like okay. more like actual heist movie. Okay, a heist movie still. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay. I would like you, No Millennium Falcon. All right. Damn it! He's got to earn it. Earn it. Earn it. Um, it's more impressive to do the Kessel Run in twelve parsecs on a shitty ship if he does that. Rather than the Millennium Falcon. Oh, you did it the why, fastest why ship of the galaxy. Why am I doing the Kessel Run? Oh, no, I mean, I'm saying like, <laughs> hey Han. Oh, you did the you did the best thing in the world ever, and one of the fastest ships in the world ever. Oh, big man. It's Which he navi- actually didn't do because it's the- a navigational thing. Well, no, he got he got most of the way through. It was just L thirty seven finding the way out. I will say, being a parsec, being a distance and not a time. That was yeah, a very clever. That was a very clever way of explaining how it happened. Like, yeah, he just went through the place. And he now all the through. nerds ever can shut up. I just thought it was clever. Like, how do you travel a distance in a shorter but, distance? Well, that's how. Clouds. The the whole thing is that the Maledican Falcon did it. That's not, not my problem. Not him. problem. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. He's like, I'm the greatest pilot. But like, no, nah, mate, your ship's the greatest pilot. <laughs> we learned that when she went through the first time and got you out the second time. <laughs> you dickhead. Yeah. Anyway. Um, oh, that, sorry. That's. Like I did it in twelve parsecs. And Chewy rolls up. He's like, "Yeah, but if you round down, it's 12. Yeah, <laughs> such a dick. Good lines. Anyway, um, I want you to do it. Everyone's uh, an old Jewish man. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. They did it in the second one. You doing a heist that's filled with old Jewish men is probably racist. Okay, tell it to George Lucas. Oh, the Trade Confederation? They were Chinese. They were Korean, but still. <laughs> the Toydarian was Jewish. <laughs> uh, Watto. Come on. Um, um, we're not editing this out. They're going to know how slow oh, you were today. <laughs> yeah. Um, slapstick comedy. That's a classic from you. Yep. All right. I feel like Han is, already slapstick Han's comedy. Han's head one. is a watermelon. <laughs> Got you no. no, no, no. Um. Han has to learn Wookiee. Han's blaster. 
actually just a mallet. <laughs> Apparently, no. I'm in a Gallagher mind frame with the mallet and the watermelon. Okay, we start off in an imperial prison where Han Solo and Chewie can communicate, but they can't see each other. And Chewie teaches him. He teaches him some Wookiee. That's yep. cute. Oh, good. One knock for yes, two knocks for no. You build from know there. That, though? Like, it, you, well, if one of them, if spe- you go up to someone who speaks a different language and you can't see them, yeah. and they're just speaking in their language. Well, well, Pointing at things Chewy that you can't see. English. Chewie speaks English. So it's like what he just says. Yeah. <laughs> one knock for yes, two knocks for no. Do you understand? There is. Knock once back. Then yes. Why is Han learning Wookiee? If he can already because speak English. Because he's got English. nothing else to do. <laughs> because he's learning it. Because it's like, I'm trapped here and I'm all playing chess against you. I saw what you did to the droid. <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't it's just. Okay. <laughs> that was feeble, but go on. What was feeble? <laughs> he teaches a Wookiee and he can't see. Have one? you ever tried to learn a language? Do you have yeah, one of those word a day calendars? Hey, do you have one of those? Have you seen those word a day calendars? Yes. While he's in prison, he's got one of them with Wookiee on it. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> this Monday is awfully similar to Tuesday. Let me tell you. <laughs> it's good. Han, whatever. Using sleight of hand and whatever underhanded means he does, he escapes with Chewie and runs away. He's caught by the Marauders and they... Map? I mean, do you want me to cross it over with Harry Potter? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to because you should have said that instead of <laughs> instead of making me see how he learns walkie. Uh not happy with that, but anyway. No, I'm happy with it. <laughs> I also have to pee, so let's just like let's get this. Let's He's get this. caught by the Marauders, and they're going to um, ransom him off. Instead, then they go on their mission. They get this intel that this heist is happening, and so they go after that with Han just in prison. When he's in prison, he escapes again with Chewie and goes to join the other people. Hello, Woody Harrelson. Hi, Woody Harrelson. Um, unfortunately, he messes up their plans, so he's kind of caught in between the two. Um, and so they have to break into an imperial place, and it's Han. It's Han playing the two against each other as they go in through and then they fight each other. You find out more about the Rebel Alliance through the Marauder thing. That's another thing I wanted to mention. I really liked, I really liked, what was her name? What was her name's the name? The lead Marauder? Yes. She was good. No, I agree. Erin Kellyman. She looks familiar, but I don't know where I've seen her from. Uh, I, I did look her up. She was in, uh, or you would never know Les Mis, so. I've heard of it. And I stay away from it because it's twelve hours long. It was she was she was in the TV miniseries, fifteen hours long. Yeah, um, and so this way we're learning more about that. And then Han basically gets away. Oh, I should mention that Lando is part of uh, Harrelson's team, um, but not in the Millennium Falcon. They've stolen a ship, and he basically stows away with Lando to escape the situation. Does he still own a closet full of capes? Yes. Thank Good. God. That was, that, was, that was actually hilarious that he yeah. had that. <laughs> um, and that is basically how he met Lando. And then we don't know what happened after that, that they he won the Falcon or whatever. But, yeah. It's the next movie. Can't get his blaster. He Where are the dice? A blaster. Was his blaster literally a, a broken down sniper rifle? Yeah. That's... 
odd choice, but interesting. Is that why? That's why there's no other um, blasters that look the same because it's literally a fucked up sniper. Yes. Yeah. In in universe reasons to why no one else has that one, and why it can shoot so far in that one video game I used to play because it's a sniper yeah. rifle. Yeah. Yeah. The dice and the blaster are totally unimportant. Were the dice only in this movie because? Sorry, were the dice only in the Last Jedi because they're in this movie? Because I, I think they're like seen as like a back, like they they're just seen randomly in one of the original movies, but they're not they're not focused on. It's just a thing that's on the ship. But they've in the last two movies, super important uh, piece of his character that was never brought up in the original trilogy apart from just existing somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Just make sure I didn't miss anything because I hate the original movies. So I'm like, did I? Was it, was it there more than just dangling on the Millennium Falcon? Fucking. You hate the original movies. I recommended one out of three of them. We do. That's right. This is the person we do a film podcast with. They're boring I say the person movies. Who's never seen Whiplash. I've Ladies and seen, gentlemen, I've, I've seen, seen Zancy Weber. <laughs> I've been Sebastian. This is how we sign off at all. <laughs> no, we did it. We Wait, who are you? It, Me? Yeah. Sorry, I can't see who you're looking at. So. He's taking his glasses. <laughs> I'm going to go pee. Goodbye, guys. Uh, I'm Alex. Okay, thank you for listening, everyone. So if you want to get yeah. in contact with us, there are a number of ways to do it. You can go to our website, which is secondtakepodcast.com. Or you can email us because we have one of those things. We are secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. And always we've got Facebook, you know, Facebook slash second take. Is that right? Sure. Yeah, yeah sure. That yeah. one. Or second take podcast. You, you find it. Yeah. And Twitter at second take TNC. Or we, we have an Instagram, funnily enough. Sometimes we post video. No, well, actually, we have no videos. No videos of some pictures, yet. though. That are funny. There was, there was a quite a smart tweed jacket on there the other day. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, I got bored. Um, <laughs> really. Also, um, if you guys want to support the show, we also have a link to our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash Second Take. Um, this is a, a, a big variety of ways that you guys can give to us. It starts as little as one dollar per month, which is twelve bucks a year. It's pretty pretty low and pretty simple. But we've also got sort of a group goal going at the moment there. So once we hit our first target, which is collectively uh, $50 a month, we're going to release uh, all of our reviews of the Monty Python film series. Ah, and then yes. the idea is ongoing from there for every little milestone we hit, we're going to do extra series for everyone. So sort of a... So please go on and sponsor us so that we can review the Monty Pythons because I can't watch them until then. It's true. We're not allowed to watch any yeah. movies unless we're reviewing them. <laughs> And yeah, if you want to have a listen to any of the other podcasts that any of us are on, um, go to that's not kind of productions.com, which is the mothership for all of the other, all of our other podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. In one of them, I'm a wizard. It's pretty good. Yeah. And I get to torture that wizard. It's even better. (sighs) And maybe just one day there'll be solo podcasts that we do. Solo podcasts. Yeah. Where we just talk. At ourselves. Yeah. Yep. The Good. best kind of Fun. podcast. No interruptions. Right? Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> none of, none of this over talking of each other. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to think fans will literally pause just to be like, that's that's not true. <laughs> that's not how that works. <laughs> just because it's you in the room by yourself, Seb, doesn't mean you're incorrect. Anyway, it's fine. Good. Good. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thanks very much for listening. And go do all the things on social media. Hooray. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.